Think for a moment about the one question you hate being asked. Not because of the question, but more because of the answer. Particularly your unique answer. For me, this question was posed to me at a braai a couple of years ago. So what do you do for a living? A seemingly innocent question, but one in which I immediately held back the full truth. Because I was ashamed to say what I do. So I answered that I was a mathematician, knowing that the person would not delve further into this boring career. But ultimately, this had an effect on me. Why can't I be proud of what I do? After pondering this question for some time, I came to the realization that it's because I help companies make massive profit, but at the expense of real people. Companies exploiting customers in ways that are legal, but not in their best interest. This got me thinking, there have to be companies out there in South Africa that don't take this approach, that exist not just to make money, but to serve a bigger purpose. Businesses that have found a better way of doing things. So I coined the term, the naked economy. And in this podcast, I explore companies in South Africa that I believe deserve to be highlighted as doing good. Let's not settle for inferior products. Let's support companies that do the right thing. To join me on this journey, I've asked for the help of my good friend Shane. This guy is the lead singer of a band called Desmond and the Tutus. You may know him from this. And even this. But just as importantly, he himself has owned businesses and shares this interest with me of exploring a better way of doing things. I'm Ernie. And I'm Shane. And this is The Naked Economy. Let me tell you a little bit of of the story of of why I went to this coffee shop. I've noticed that people are very quick to share stories about businesses that treat them badly. Like all of us really get on the bandwagon really quickly to complain about products or businesses or services that we don't like. Well, how many products do we buy in life that we're actually ashamed to say that we buy? Like, I don't know. I don't know how many of us would stand up and say which bank we're with and be proud of that. But we end up very seldom telling good news stories about businesses that we really trust. And I think we only tell stories once we've established that a business has something more to it. Like there's something deeper about that business that that we resonate with. And so I found this coffee shop that so many people had been telling me about. And I wanted to find out why people are so willing to give up some of their social capital to tell me that this is a good coffee shop and that I should go experience it. I mean, sitting in the coffee shop, looking at people coming in and going and just enjoying the experience, I felt that this coffee shop had the obvious ingredients for why people would like being there. Like it had the coffee that smelled amazing and the food coming out of the kitchen that's plated beautifully and just tastes amazing. And you had the kids on their MacBooks and skinny jeans and just the whole vibe was nice. So I could see why people liked being there, but... The question I had was, why do people keep going back and what do they, what about that business 
makes them willing to tell me good things about that business. And, and I wanted to, I wanted to figure out what that was. So, so what kind of things are people telling you? I've heard so many people tell me, no, the people that, that run the place really care. Like, I, I mean, that's such a cliched thing, but I've, I've, I heard so many people tell me that, that they really care. And then I also had a lot of people tell me, Literally the words, yeah, those are good guys. I mean, you don't hear that a lot, hey? And these are just customers that kind of pick up on like a vibe when they're there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it includes a couple of my friends that, that did actually have access to the, to the inside story and had actually heard the backstory of why these people sure. had built the business. But it wasn't only those. It, it also included people that literally had no connection with the store, but had been there and just felt, yeah, there's something about this place and the way in which it gets run. Yeah, it's like, it's funny what, I mean, the thing about a coffee shop is people become so loyal to their coffee shop, you know, because coffee becomes like such a personal thing. There's something to be said for belonging to a community and, and like walking into this coffee shop, this particular one, like people know each other, like it feels like, it almost feels like a small town. It almost feels like we're, sure. we're like we're out in the, out in the Eastern Cape somewhere and, and people are, have a real class community. It was amazing how customers know each other and staff know customers and they're greeting each other and it's like, like a really nice vibe. So I want to introduce you to the guy that started this coffee shop. I'm Divan Bueta and I've got the utmost pleasure of running um, the Whippets. Um, I've, we've been doing it now for about um, six years. It's been the greatest ups and downs, but it's been uh, it's been the most fun that I've had in, in, in six years. Have a listen to why he's doing it. Um, anybody can make a good cup of coffee. Any You can get a good barista and some good beans, and you can get a good chef to make good food. The one thing that you that you can't easily duplicate is the quality of the people that you that you employ and to, for them to have an equal passion for for the business like you have uh, what we do like is to employ internally and to make sure that we can grow people people in the business um, and uh, goodness is a good example she started off as, as as a cleaner in our business a lot of people start off out as cleaners and scholars in our business and she went to become a, a, a waitress and from a waitress she's now our assistant manager you can see in an individual whether they've got the potential to be absolutely great and, and amazing uh, we've just lost the the time and the, um, the passion to go and identify those individuals in our organizations. And that sits in, that sits in all organizations. And goodness is only one example. I mean, there's, there's multiple examples of absolutely amazing people in our business that um, show the passion for, for, for what they do and for our business. And, and that's why we invest in them. So obviously I thought to myself that the obvious next step is to speak to this lady. I didn't want to. I didn't want to take this Oak's word for it. I wanted to get the story from her. And I, I asked her to tell me the story of, of where she was before. And without prompting her, without testing whether this Oak was, was telling the truth, I, I just asked her to share her story. Hi, my name is Goodness. I'm assistant manager at the Whippets. And I started talking to her about how she got to join the Whippet. She had an amazing story of sitting outside of her house one day on the stairs and crying because she didn't know what to do anymore. She had kids and she didn't know a way out. She didn't know how to feed those kids and she was really desperate for work. And someone saw her crying and this other lady walked up to her and started talking to her 
and just told the story of, of where she worked and the way in which this other lady was telling her about something that was more than a job. It was actually a place that really looked after her. Sounded so appealing and, and goodness said that, that she would do anything to, to be part of that. I thought maybe I'm gonna wash the dishes for the rest of my life. And then she introduced me to her bosses and then they said to me, Guri, we would like you to come and help us on the Fridays and the Saturdays. We need a runner that will be clearing the tables from the client, the, the dishes uh, on top of the tables from the clients. And then you'll be helping Scalari to clean after work and then that's it. And then I started working with them. Uh, within a month, that's when they called me. It was Stephen and Yaku. They said to me, Guri, we saw how patient you are with your work. We would like to you to be one of our family. So on this day that I, that I went to the store, the shop was being run by goodness. She was in charge. And, and I mean, I remember sitting there and, and looking at her and how professional she is and how she was just running that whole place in such an amazing manner and just keeping everything in order and just engaging with customers and engaging with other staff and just sorting this whole place out. And then she told me this story of, of how she'd started washing dishes twice a day. And, and she thought that that's what she was going to be doing. And it was just such a cool story to hear how her taking on that opportunity and being willing to work hard just, just resulted in, in, in her going so much further in this business than, than she could have anticipated. But what's nice for me about the rest of her story is that it's not just a one-way story of she worked hard and she achieved success. She can look back at it now, and when you ask her about the opportunity that she was given, every single time she brings it back to the way in which she was treated. And she brings it back to recognizing that she was not just there doing a job, and people didn't see her just as an employee. She got treated in a completely different manner. She was part of the family. And for her, that is the one reason why this all worked out so well. What can I say about my management? They, they love us very much. They help us with everything that we need. Even with our families, they do help. Like they always said to us, uh, you guys, you have to come to, to, you have to come to us if there's anything that we can help. We will try our best to do that. What, what is one of those things they, where they've helped you? Uh, if you have a funeral, they do help us. And, or maybe someone is sick at home, they do help. Even myself. And for now, they're helping me with my child, Calvin. He's attending a crash there at Blackory. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one for me that it's obviously the right buzzword as a business owner or as an employer to say that, yeah, I'm looking after staff and our most important asset is our people. And, but it's so easy to, for those just to be words. And I love hearing a story like this where this business and the people running this business clearly recognize that, that 
to invest in her as an individual is doing good for her and and it's awesome because it gave her an opportunity and 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 her life changed dramatically but it's also simultaneously it achieved the right thing for the business it it put them in a position where they now have someone that doesn't see this as a job like she sees this restaurant as literally her home she literally re- regards this as her family and the way in which she treats other staff and the way in which she brings about an atmosphere of sincerity when clients walk in is just something that you can't buy i mean it's it's something that you can't you can't get it in a you can't get it in a training program see i mean like just listen to all these clips what i what i think is quite telling is that you know when goodness talks about the experience she talks about uh, uh, the owner's really helped me and when you play the clip from the owner he talks about he uses this word investing you know and I, and that to me is key because when you invest in something you invest in something that you see potential in but um you do it for a, for a reason that is sort of coming in the future you know and that and i think this speaks a lot to kind of what we're trying to get at here which is this is not about charity this is not about helping people it's about investing in people for a reason with an end goal in mind yeah it's not about inefficiency it's not about discarding a good sense of business and running an efficient process and it's certainly not about wasting money on expenses or on things that that you think have no relation to your business but it is a mindset to simultaneously do things that in in those words that you used are investments i.e. things that you think will show some return but doing those things while recognizing that it's people's lives that are involved and the people that work for you are real people and they have real families how the whippet merge running a good business by focusing on quality food and coffee while looking after their staff coming up i think another guy that understands this concept of both sides of the coin bringing both the business thinking and the people thinking to the table is this amazing dude that I met who is the head chef. My name is Ofense Murake. I'm the executive chef and co-owner of the Whippet in Linden. And you should see this oak walk into the store. He is he's got his chef jacket on but he's got his, these shorts with these funky shoes. He's such a cool dude and and he walks into the store and the whole store lights up. Like everybody just high-fives and and just smiles. He's just a really nice guy and and I think he gave a really good answer when I when I started chatting to him about specifically this thing of understanding they need to run a business but simultaneously they need to be a family and to really look after each other this is a little family you know you want what means the most to me means the most to them and that's a very important thing you know that's why i can stress and say every single plate needs to look a certain kind of way and they understand exactly what i'm saying because it means the same way to them they understand that in that plate lies my future as well as theirs so you know that's what makes it a wonderful thing that's what makes it sort of a mutual understanding and a mutual uh, get up and go attitude that exists because we know that it's beneficial not just for me not just for you or our customers but for all of us if we don't all work in that ecosystem what are we doing you know and we're just serving 
Wimpy food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a kind of a great metaphor for this whole conversation. You know, we're talking about um, a business that cares about people and knows their customers by name, you know, and not a big machine that churns out, you know, machine processed food. So listen to this story about a project they started again with a whole bunch of things in mind. On the one hand, investing in their staff and looking after their staff. But on the other hand, a way to trigger creativity and a way to trigger innovation. And the initiative is what they, is, they called it Project Sisonke. And so what they did was once a month, late in the month, so roughly the 24th or 25th, every member of staff gets a huge bag of vegetables. And inside the bag of vegetables is a card with recipes that they are encouraged to try out using those vegetables. And then what happens is everybody in the business goes home, tries out those recipes and tries out other recipes using those vegetables. And they post these pictures on WhatsApp and they just encourage each other to continue learning to cook with those vegetables. And especially they encourage each other to share those vegetables with the community. And it's such a great project for me because it's, it's amazing in terms of the team spirit that it builds and it just encourages people to, to pay it forward and to share with the community. But the cool thing about it, and you won't hear offense or goodness mention this, but the cool thing about it that I also heard was that the initial idea behind this came up when they realized that on average they're seeing more sick leave towards the end of the month. Than at the start And they were starting to see that Some of their waiters Were struggling to keep their energy going More towards the end of the month Than at the start And when they digged a little deeper They found out that Actually the quality of the food That they were consuming Was deteriorating Throughout the course of the month And so this project was born Out of wanting to support those people During that time of the month But it's turned into so much more and what's nice about this is this is not just for the cleaners or for the for the waiters. This is everybody. Every single person, all the owners, everybody partakes in this program. And and it just is such a cool way for them to pull together and do something that they're passionate about, but it has so many different benefits. That's a great project that um I think we pro- we started Project Sisonke with the aim of changing company culture to pay it forward. Firstly to encourage people to eat healthier. That was one of the main pillars of that. Secondly, to encourage people to cook and share what they're cooking, whether it's with family members or with strangers or whatever it is. Um, and also to to sort of spark a little bit of creativity and healthy competition between people, you know, uh, within the three businesses that are part of the, the the project. I think the project is it was started initially with for that specific purpose to give people one large bag of vegetables and fruit along with a recipe card and a, and a, and a message every single month to encourage them to get into the habit of cooking and sharing food, uh, fresh and tasty food with uh, the people around them. Here's goodness again. Lots and lots of veggies. Uh, and then they, they started sponsoring us with the veggies. Every month we get a, 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 a sack of veggies to go home with. And then we cook, we share on the group. You send the pictures for you and the family eating with the Sisonka veggies <laughs> and it's, it's very nice 
it helps it, it helps us, us a lot because some of uh, my colleagues they couldn't even think about buying veggies yes so since Sisonke is here everybody's very happy I mean, to me, this speaks, this is like a great example of investing in people. You know, it's like they've found an opportunity to enhance their lives with a great positive spin-off for the business. So a contentious question I want to ask you, Shane, is I feel strongly that businesses in the naked economy should not be inefficient. So they should still make smart decisions relating to the investments they make. And a big test for me is they shouldn't be a craft beer kind of product. And what I mean by that is people shouldn't be required to pay more to support these businesses. When you unpack it, it's like if if they were doing Project Sisonke, like just out of the goodness of their hearts, it's not sustainable. And to me, the naked economy has also got to be sustainable. And the way that it's sustainable is for these things that you do to make good business sense. And like the way you teed it up to say um, where this comes from is the lack of energy and blah, 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 blah. There's a positive spinoff for the business. That's what makes this sustainable beyond just, you know, like a morale boosting thing for the staff. Yeah, exactly. And what's nice about this is also that they're not putting a billboard out there saying we are running Project Sisonke. They haven't got they haven't gone and done a photo shoot and and put it on the back of a magazine so that people can say, Oh, look at them, they're amazing. So you're not advertising it, but simultaneously they don't have anything to hide. And so I love the fact that this oak was was willing to be that honest with me that Yes, they have this project which, which is actually making an amazing impact on staff and, and staff morality and, and it sort of looks like a charity project at the surface. But he's willing to be honest with me that part of his thinking was, was the fact that their workforce is not doing all that well towards the end of the month and, and when they started introducing this project, then that started changing. Um, and that's also a cool thing for me about the kind of businesses that we want to, promote and 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 reveal through the naked economy is like nothing to hide no no agendas that uh, when you actually look a little bit deeper there's there's something something sinister about it yeah i mean to me it's it like almost the old way of doing it is as a big company you do something nice you build a library blah 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 but really what that becomes is a pr expense and it, it really speaks to like the character of the whippet that um, this is not a PR exercise for them. You know, there's the value lies in enhancing the lives of their staff. I think what's great about the way in which this business is run is how they've found that perfect balance between the economic goals of what they're busy with and being a leader in the industry, but simultaneously recognizing that it's not just a nice thing to say. They actually run their business with the single biggest variable being their people. People always say, um, you know, they, 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 they love coming here. They can never pin, pinpoint it. They, in, in the brand permit, they call it brand love. 
Um, and, and to get to that point really takes years where people unreservedly love the brand, but they can't really say why. Now, that's actually the magic, where they can't pinpoint why. And it's because it's made up of so many different factors. But there's one thing that makes me happy when we look at Google reviews or Zumata reviews and when people say um, the staff always look happy. That says everything. People love coming to a place where people are happy. It sounds it sounds so simple, but it is so true. And I think that's the that's the part where people just they can feel that there's something happening within the space. And I always say that's the heartbeat. It's the blood. People want to feel that there's blood pumping through the veins of a brand, and um, you can't pinpoint it. It's just there. So I got tears in my eyes when goodness tried to summarize to me what the whippet is because the first time i met her i i told her that like i i sincerely want to know this is not some i'm not a reporter i'm not doing some marketing spiel i really want to know tell me about this business and the way in which she described it the very first time was that the only thing she can think of in terms of how much this business means to her is that she really wants to write a novel she wants she wants to write a story so that people can actually get her story of where she was and how difficult her life was before she discovered this business and how her life has changed because of the way they've treated her, not just because she's able to put food on the table, but because she feels like this all has meaning, like it's something meaningful that she's busy with. And it just gave me goosebumps when when she really tried to articulate this passion that she has inside of her and that in her mind, like she really has to make a plan one day for someone to write the story down because she feels like this is a story that um, is so special. I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to do anything. Anything that will put the, uh, the bread on top of my table for the sake of my kids. I was willing to, to work with my two bare hands. As long as I can put the bread on top of the table for my kids to eat. So I said to myself, I'm going to go around the restaurant everywhere. Any job that I found, I will do it. But being here, this place is an amazing place to be. As, as far as I went right now, I, I've never thought that I would be here where I am today. So what are the criteria for us admitting a business to being called, <laughs> called part of the naked economy? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think maybe it's got to be about the priority needs to be about running a good business and a sustainable business and, uh, and a profitable business. Um, but the way you do that has not has got to be not at the expense of people or the quality or um, your customers or their experience. You know, in building a good business and a successful business, you've got to do good stuff. Is that on the right track? Yeah, I think that's cool. I was thinking that the criteria for a business to be part of the naked economy is that when their customers speak and when their customers tell the world about it, they must always include both parts of the story. The one part is that the product 
is actually amazing. Like the service they're giving, the product they're selling is just world class. They are making an amazing cup of coffee or they're using amazing technology or whatever service they're, they're, they're giving, it really is worth talking about. But there always has to be that second element of why the customer wants to talk about this business. And that is that customers should have seen a glimpse of what actually goes on on the inside. And and when you lift the veil behind of those businesses, you will always see surprisingly good things. You will always see that this business is designed to do the right thing in the background. It's not putting up a face to customers but actually doing something else in the background. You'll always see that when you get the chance to experience this business behind the scenes or you actually have a, 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 a deeper engagement with this business, you will always be encouraged by how it is designed to deliver that amazing product but also designed to sincerely look after its staff and its customers and the communities. And those two things combined, for me, will trigger people to talk about a business. And so I feel like a, a massive criteria for whether we decide whether a business like this can be classified as being part of the naked economy is do their customers talk about both those things. And that takes me back to, to why I visited the Whippet in the first place. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Special thanks to Shane for joining me in studio and helping me through this process. And finally, a big thanks to the team behind the scenes at Cliff Central. They've been awesome in helping me through this journey of telling this story. I really appreciate it, guys. Cliffcentral.com